Does the Mariners' lack of spending in free agency completely fall on John Stanton? Who on the current 40-man roster won't survive the winter? We'll answer that and more coming up here on Mailbag Monday. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Monday, October 23rd, 2023. This is Tiding Gonzalez and Colby Padnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day, let us know in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. You can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show. The link, as well as our social accounts, is in the description of this episode. It is Mailbag Monday, the show where we answer your Mariners questions. And this week, the plan is to do two Mailbag episodes with a second coming out on Thursday. So we didn't answer your question during this show. There's still a chance that we'll answer your question on Thursday. And you also have time still to ask some questions that we're going to record that episode tomorrow. So you don't have that much time you don't have up until thursday to ask any remaining questions that you might have uh this is also going to be a bit of a shorter week for us in general only four episodes this week no show on friday so you've been warned all right it's time to get into these questions here we're going to start with ham swaggerty 69 if the mets are serious about not competing next year could jeff mcneil be of interest for a or for being a trade candidate he has three years of club control with a club option and plays second along with being able to make consistent contact. His contract could be a dump in a sense. Colby, what do you think about Jeff McNeil? Well, I'd say I don't think the Mets are actually not serious about contending um, in 2024. Uh, I know Scherzer said that stuff on his way out of town, but I don't really buy it to a much extent because it's, you know, it's, Steve Cohen, like he's going to spend. He, of course, he's going to spend. So uh, there are reports that they're in on Otani, and and uh, you know there are reports that they like Bellinger, and they're looking at starting pitching. So I don't think that they're going to uh, really be massive sellers, like a lot of people seem to think, because most of that is based off of what Max Scherzer said on his way out the door. Which, eh, you know, there could be some sour grapes going on there, but uh, yeah. And, in addition to that, McNeil, the, the Mets aren't going to dump salary just to dump salary. They're not that team. They don't need to dump salary. Uh, they're more than willing to pay for guys. Um, so, it, you know, the idea that you're going to get McNeil like cheap because you can just take on his salary and that's really what the, the Mets want. I don't buy that uh, in general. So uh, I think you're going to have to pay full price on a guy like McNeil and maybe the Mets move him, but I don't think it's a for sure thing. I know a lot of people feel the same way about Pete Alonzo, but you know, that's a little different. Alonzo is a first base only guy who only has one year of club control left. Like you said, McNeil has three. Um, so yeah, he had a, he had a pretty bad year this year. We know the Mariners have liked McNeil in the past though. Uh, so 
yeah, if he's available, then I think Seattle's probably interested, but I don't think he's going to be available because the Mets are just trying to dump salary because they're not trying to compete in 2024. I think that's a narrative that's a little played out, and I don't think it's 100% accurate. So uh, could they trade Jeff McNeil? Sure, but you know they're they're probably going to want some major league pieces uh, in return, and, and the Mariners really... It, it's tough to find a deal there that makes a lot of sense. I mean, are you trading Brian Wu for Jeff McNeil? Yeah. And if it has to be major leaguers, there's not really maybe Rojas and, you know, and a reliever and, and a good prospect or something like that. Maybe, but uh, I like McNeil. I think he's a good fit for Seattle. I, I like that. He can play multiple positions. Um, I like the fit. I like the player. Just not sure that the circumstances that were described in the question are what is actually going to play out. Yeah, the other key here, too, is that he finished the year with an elbow issue, and it's a partial UCL tear. So how is that going to impact him in 2024? And also, if he is able to play, how is that going to impact his versatility? Is he going to be able to play in a corner outfield? Is he going to be able to play you know, a little bit of third base like he has in the past? Or is he just going to be second base? Because that does impact his value a little bit there. But overall, if, if everything checks out with the elbow, if he's able to go into 2024 healthy, then I'm all on board with trying to, and to acquire him because he's almost a perfect fit for what this team is kind of missing right now. He doesn't strike out. He walks a little bit. He gets on base a lot. He has a you know a little bit of pop, more so doubles and home runs. It's, he's a good player. Uh, he's had a couple of years now, you know, over the last three years where he's more so been, you know, league average to slightly below league average by WRC plus standards. But then, you know, there's also four seasons where he's been, you know, 136, 144, 131, 141 WRC plus. So McDeal has played at a very, very high level. He's been arguably one of the most underrated players in all of baseball for quite some time now. Uh, but uh, yeah, the big key there is obviously cost for one and then the the elbow. Uh, is he actually going to be healthy heading into next year? Uh, because that's obviously going to impact the Mariners' level of interest in him. So we'll see. But um, yeah, just on the surface, I really like Jeff McNeil as a player. I would love for the Mariners to acquire him. I think he's a great fit. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of questions there for sure that need to be answered. Next question here comes from Nick. Going into the offseason last year, Brash and the front office had talked about him potentially rejoining the rotation. Then he did the World Baseball Classic and decided to stay in relief. Has there been any other word about Brash becoming a starter again, Colby? Uh, not for Seattle. That that ship has sailed. Um, you know, plus he's so valuable where he is that moving him from the bullpen to the rotation just creates an even bigger hole than you have. You have five starters you feel good about, and you should go out and get more. Um, but you should go out and get starters who are you know, somewhat proven that they can go 150 innings, uh, you know, and, and that type of thing. And Brash hasn't proven that yet. So, no, I think that ship sailed for Brash uh, with the Mariners, at least. Um, you know, they even had a shot this year where they needed, a you know, a couple spot starts and, and they went to Luke Weaver instead. And and that's just more about buildup than anything else. But I think the, the ship has sailed for Brash being a starter with the Mariners and they don't really need him to be. They need him to be in the back end of that bullpen getting the big outs in the seventh, eighth and ninth inning. So uh, I, I don't think that you're going to hear that talk again. I think Brash has settled into his reliever role with the Mariners. Um, is it possible Brash gets traded and a team wants to put him back in the rotation? Sure. Um, and mm. it's not even a, 
it's not even a, a 0% chance that he doesn't make starts for the Mariners at some point. But for 2024, he's entering the year as your best relief pitcher, your high leverage arm. And you have, as, as of right now, you have starting pitching. You need more high leverage bullpen arms. So you can't, you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And there's really not even that good of a chance that Brash is better than Miller or Wu at this stage of his career out of the Agreed. rotation. All right. Got a few more questions coming up here in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners podcast is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Mailbag Monday as we answer some of your Mariners questions. Before we get back into your questions, Colby, you're giving away some stuff. What are you giving away? Yeah, we're doing another giveaway here. Uh, Ty will fill you in on the details in a second. But uh, yeah, we're giving away some more autograph cards. Uh, first up, we have this nice little Matt Brash card who we just talked about on the show. Uh, then we have an autograph Bryce Miller card. Uh, autograph Brian Wu card. It's probably my favorite signature, by the way. Look at that. Perfect. Be Wu. Be Wu. <laughs> And uh, then kind of, I guess the grand prize is going to be this uh, Harry Ford autograph card. So, nice. you know, some uh, three real key contributors to the Mariners and really four players that, uh, you know, look to be, uh, you know, going to be filling important roles for the Mariners in the next few years, either via, you know, call up or trade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, those are a couple rookie of the year candidates in there. And, and you know, Sir Harry. Uh, and then mm-hmm. obviously, you know, one of the best relievers in baseball. So pretty good group, I would say. Yeah, for sure. So the way that you can win these cards or in, enter uh, for a chance to win these cards is by subscribing to this YouTube channel. Or if you're listening on podcast platforms, head on over to YouTube.com, type in Locked On Mariners into the search bar, hit the subscribe button, and then leave a comment on any of our episodes between last Tuesday and October 30th. And you're entered for a chance to win one of those cards. Now, in order for us to give away those cards, we have to hit some subscriber goals. So at 9,500 subscribers, we're giving away the Matt Brash card. We're about 109 subscribers Mm -hmm. away from that mark. So let's get on that. Let's reach that mark. And then at 9,750, we're giving away the Bryce Miller card. At 10,000, we're giving away the Brian Wu card. And at 10,250, we're giving away the Harry card so subscribe 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 tell a friend to come over and subscribe as well and leave a comment on one of our episodes and uh, you'll be entered for a chance to win one of those lovely autograph mariners cards full terms and conditions in the description of this episode all right let's get back into these questions here got one from kip who wants to know lots of talk about mariners ownership being cheap do you think that's the issue or does DePoto really believe he can do things a quote unquote different way and he doesn't need to sign slash overpay for big time free agents? Colby. Well, he doesn't need to overpay. 
uh, for free agents. Uh, he's already proven that. Uh, also, I think there's this idea that the Mariners just, they're not ever going to be interested in big free agents. That's not true. Uh, we know that they were very interested in Trevor Story. He chose Boston. We know that they had preliminary interest in Chris Bryant. That contract got way out of hand, and Colorado started bidding against themselves, and you can see how that ended up for Colorado. We know that they were interested in Simeon, and Simeon kind of used the Mariners as leverage and was just never really interested in Seattle. So it's not like the Mariners haven't gone out and they're not interested in signing you know, good players to big contracts. It's just I think he's really hesitant to sign guys to elite contracts. More specifically, I think he's really hesitant to sign non-elite players to elite contracts like Xander Bogarts. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think that there's a, like, he won't ever do it. I just think that there's a real hesitancy here. So, um, you know, and honestly, I know a lot of people focusing on the, the Texas Rangers, but Texas big off season addition this year was Jacob DeGrom. That didn't work. Uh, and you look at what happened last year when they signed Seager and, and Simeon, they lost almost a hundred games last year. So it's worked exactly one of the two years they've tried this. Not exactly a huge hit rate. And in addition to all of that, if you look at the team that's probably the most well-rounded team left in the playoffs, the Houston Astros, who has been their massive free agent contract? Who did they give $250 million to? Nobody, because they don't do it. You don't have to sign big free agents. But uh, in terms of the question directly, uh, I don't think Jerry wants to get bogged down with you know massive long-term contracts. He's already got one. Uh, in, in Julio that feels like that's about what his comfort level is. Uh, so I, I think overall, you know, I, I think that it's not necessarily that Napoto doesn't think he needs to do that or that he doesn't want to do that. But I also don't think it's a hundred percent ownership, if that makes sense. Like, I think, I think maybe Jerry has had a little bit of money. Like, I, I, I don't think Stan's telling him you can't sign anybody over $175 million. But I, I think there's just this point right now where Jerry's like looked at a few of those guys and they either haven't wanted that money or they've wanted something else or Jerry and Justin have just decided that guy's not worth that. And we have to be smart with our money. So it's right. a little bit of both. Um, overall, I, I would put more blame on uh, I just based on the evidence we have ownership uh, than, than Jerry at this stage in this particular regard. But, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's also entirely possible that Jerry's looked at the big free agents and, and, you know, he's reached out to the ones that he's wanted to talk to and they've either said no, or they've given him a number that's not worth what he, he doesn't think that they're worth that. So, um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, we don't know for sure that the Mariners aren't interested in, in signing going after, you know, the Trey Turner types. It's just, if they tell Trey Turner right. tells you it's going to cost you $400 million to get him not to sign with Philadelphia. You're out. Like there's just nothing anybody can do about that. Jerry has to work within the confines that Stanton sets for him, right? Jerry and Justin rather have yeah. to work within the confines that, that Stanton sets for them. So, you know, what does that actually look like? Who knows, but it, obvi it obviously leads to some difficult decisions. There's a misconception out there that you know we get all the time we see comments like this we get tweets at us like this all the time that is like jerry is cheap that's essentially alluding to jerry getting money like having money available to him from stanton but just being like you know what i'm gonna do my old buddy john stanton a favor here and save him a couple of bucks like that he's stanton not trying part. to money ball his way to a championship yeah. like oh look what i did 
yeah like with he's 100 not, million like, dollars no he's not just doing that for the sake of it right like yeah like there, there's Look obviously how smart a very, i am i only have to spend 80 million dollars to win the world series there's obviously a very big influence here on how he and justin and everyone else within that baseball ops group make their decisions so that's obviously just something that we have to keep in mind here when we talk yeah. about how this front office handles these situations and that's not to take any blame off of him and, and the rest of that front office but it's a lot more complicated than i think some fans think right yeah so yeah just have to keep that in mind anyway next question here comes from dan who wants to know what is more important adding high contact hitter adding a high contact hitter or subtracting a high strikeout hitter i mean that guy might be the same person mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Ty, well done for wedging this in a in a segment where I can't really expand on this because I'm going to answer the question, uh-huh. but I'm going to quickly answer that because I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the bigger point here. Who you add is always more important than who you give up or who you let go. Always, always. Sure. Um, so that's the answer to that. Uh, but second of all, for the love of God, stop sending us players who have like 14% strikeout rates, but are posting like a 75 WRC plus. That's not a good hitter just because he can hit a lot of weak ground balls on an O2 count. Doesn't make you a good hitter. Okay. Stop it. Like it just, would you rather have Luis Arise or would you rather have Shohei Otani? Okay. Like strikeouts, aren't the end all be all stop it. A guy can strike out 26% of the time and still be a really good hitter. And that guy can still improve you both on the strikeout front and on, you know, just the general offensive front. Stop looking at guys who don't strike out at all and being like, oh, Alex Verdugo, you probably want that guy more than you want, you know, this guy with a 28% strikeout rate, even though the guy with the 28% strikeout rate is a 140 WRC plus bat and Verdugo was 99 this year. Stop it. For the love of God, stop hyper-focusing on strikeouts. But yeah, it's always more about who you add. Uh, as opposed to who you give up yeah but uh, again too like usually a guy that doesn't strike out is a high contact guy he's putting the ball in play or he's walking cool you know who had a below average strikeout rate this year no i'm not arguing with you i'm I'm answering the question just answering the the question i I just like the 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 thing that you're asking is like it's like you're posing it like an either or question i think that's just the same guy solves both of those issues Mm, the right guy most of the time at least let me just drill down to that you're talking about teoscar hernandez and not you the guy asking the question you're asking about Mm -hmm. teo right if teo put up a 130 wrc plus would you care about the 30 percent strikeout rate no you wouldn't okay so that's really what it is and there are guys who have high strikeout rates who put up 130 wrc pluses but yeah in general to me it's always about who you get back not who you give up or who you like walk how do you replace that guy? Sure. All right. We got a few more questions to answer here in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Lockdown Mariners podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. October baseball is back, folks, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's L-O-C-K-D-O-N, to create your new account. And you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a win, predict what will happen in the next 
next at bat with quick bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen here on Mailbag Monday. Let's get back into your Mariners questions. We got one here from D. Panky. Wants to know on MLB trade rumors this week, there was mention that the Mariners and Rockies had trade discussions involving second baseman Brennan Rogers last offseason. Is he someone the Mariners should even consider? Rojas arguably just as good. Uh, so I didn't see that article, but... I but I also I had heard last offseason, I think both of us had heard last offseason that they had checked in on Brendan Rodgers, correct? I well, I want to clarify something. I did read that article, and they did not say that the Mariners checked in on Brendan Rodgers. They said they were speculating mm. that the Mariners, they knew that the Mariners and Rockies had talked about pitching last year. Mm-hmm. They they then said, considering Chris Flexen signed with the Rockies after it was probably about Flexen or Marco, Um, And then they added a little bit about pure, pure speculation here, but the Mariners also have needs in the infield and Brendan Rogers is a guy who, you know, could be traded. Uh, So they didn't directly link um, unless I misread it. It's, it's possible, but I did read that article and I'm 99% sure that they literally said just speculation here, but Brendan Rogers could make some sense. So, gotcha. I don't know if they specifically talked about Rodgers or not. I don't remember hearing that last off season, but I don't know. I could be mistaken, but uh, in, general, I was definitely told about that. I okay. was definitely told about that all last okay. off season. Yeah. All right. But in the article, it does say, you know, we're speculating. So yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, if you heard it fine, uh, Rogers, I like, I like Brendan Rogers, good player, uh, young guy, um, you know, was hurt most of this year. Didn't really have a, a great year, but there's some upside there. Uh, he can play second, can play short in theory, can play some third. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot to like. Um, I'd probably prefer Ryan McMahon, uh, if we're being honest. But yeah, yeah, I, I feel like they're both, you know, just solid players. And But I, I honestly, I don't think Josh Rojas is that far off. Uh, certainly more upside with, with Rodgers than uh, Rojas. But I feel like Rojas yeah. pretty and, much... And Rodgers is more of a... Na- well, Rogers is more of a natural second baseman than Rojas is. Sure, um, Rojas is a better fit for the ballpark. Sure, uh, Rogers. Rogers is like a high. He's a high average guy, decent on base. The WRC plus hasn't been very good. Like he's never been a one hundred WRC plus guy. He's been close in previous years, but he's never been a one hundred WRC plus guy. He's now ARB eligible, so he only has three years left of club yep. control or two years left of club control. Two le- two years left of club control actually. Uh, so I can't imagine that he on Fangraphs it says free agent in 2026. Fangraphs is wrong sometimes. With, with, it says in uh, okay, no, whatever. Okay. Well, whatever. So either way, uh, it's two or yeah, three. Yeah, Fangraphs is Fangraphs is sometimes inaccurate with that stuff anyway. So it's either two or three years. Uh, either way, I can't imagine that he would be that expensive uh, at this point in his career because he hasn't like really produced. And again, he's arb eligible now. Yeah. Um, so, like, if there's a deal that, out there that makes sense for Rodgers, I think that's an interesting flyer to take on him. But that's very cost dependent for me. Like, I'm not, I'm not paying a ton for him, honestly. Like, I'm not no. jumping through a bunch of hoops to to get Brendan Rodgers. No, and specifically, the article talks about how um, the Rockies want pitching, young pitching. Yeah. The Mariners aren't giving up Wu or Miller for Brendan Rodgers. There's nobody else in the system that closes that gap 
you know, in the Rocky system that closes that gap. And when you talk about young pitchers and the Mariner system after those two guys, obviously it's not Gilbert or Kirby. So after that, yeah. it's Emerson Hancock. Like that's probably not coming off of else. another shoulder injury. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. So I just, I don't see much of a trade fit here. Um, but yeah, I like Rogers. I think he's a, a good flyer to take. And I do think that him and, and Rojas could coexist on the same roster, but like, I don't, I would like, if you're telling me like, would I rather have Rojas or Rogers right now, right this second? And I don't get any more information about any of them. I take Rojas because he's a proven concept yeah. and he has hit above league average marks in his career. Yeah, and obviously, I don't want to put too much stock into this. You know, I feel like this is an overblown narrative whenever we talk about Rockies hitters and also like Reds hitters, their home yeah. ballpark and the effects of that. But it should be mentioned that Rogers has struggled away from Coors Field quite a bit. So, sure. uh, you know, he's just not take that for what commodity. you will. Yeah, yeah. So take Three that for what you will. Bigly career, he's not a proven commodity yet. Mm. Yeah, let me let me try and get some clarity on his. Uh, on his club control real quick um sure i like the idea but to me he's like part of a platoon more so than an everyday guy yeah he's a he's a free agent after 2025 okay so yeah just two years yeah so at that point yeah he he should be fairly affordable um so i'm interested at at, you know given cost like consider like yeah depending on the cost real quick would you do like rojas and I don't know, pick a relief prospect. Like not a oh, trade Rojas for Brendan Rogers. No. Yeah. Not at that yeah, point. See, so you'd rather have Rogers. So um, Rojas. I like Rojas. Rojas. I like Rojas or uh, I like Rogers. I like McMahon. I like them both. But uh yeah. I just I don't really see a good trade fit with Colorado, to be honest. Yeah, agreed. All right. Next question here comes from the Darren McCacken enjoyer. Who on the 40 man Ooh. do you see stay on the 40 man? Who you see being non-tendered, outrighted, DFA'd, etc. No, you talked about it on the Patreon show. Just wanted to ask here as well. We love sure. Darren McCacken. Well, your boy Darren McCacken's number one on the list, buddy. So yeah. yeah. Um, so here's the deal. The Mariners 40 man right now is at 46 because they have six guys on the 60 day IL, they will have to be added to the 40 man. I think the day after the world series, mm-hmm. uh, you do have some people who are going to fall off because they're free agents. Tay Oscar, obviously Tom yep. Murphy, um, yep. Dominic Leone, Dominic. Uh, yeah. Dominic Leon. Um, for a second, I said Dominic Canzano. I was like, well, no, giving up on no. him that quick, huh? <laughs> um, so no, when you go down this list, the Mariners don't, they don't have a 40 man crunch, uh, of any sort. Just, yep. uh, in terms of non-tender me personally, I would non-tender uh, or I would non-tender Thornton. Mm-hmm. Um, I would non-tender Ford. Ty disagrees. That's fine. That one's up in the air. Uh, Terence is also free agent. who's going to fall off. Uh, yeah. So, and then you kind of look at uh, the guys on the 40 man. Easton McGee had Tommy John. He's not going to pitch next year. He's an easy DFA. Uh, yep. Evan White is going to be DFA. He's nobody's going to claim him. He uh, he's going to make seven million bucks next year. He'll be in Tacoma, uh, yep. assuming he wants to come back to Seattle, and I think he does. So they'll DFA him. Uh, Penn Murphy is maybe a surprise one. Doesn't sound mm-hmm. like he's going to pitch next year. Uh, love Penn, but uh, you know if he can't pitch next year, why carry him on the forty man all winter? Because yeah, you probably no one's just sign him. Probably, to... Yeah, no, no one's probably going to to claim him yeah right and if you're Penn, you probably just want to sign back with seattle anyway so you just sign him to a, a minor league deal or a two-year deal or whatever 
um, get him off the 40 man. Just, you know, uh, yeah. other guys who could be, uh, Brian O'Keefe has already been removed from the 40 man. That was another yep. guy. Uh, Ty, let me know if I'm missing anybody. Uh, Cooper Hummel maybe could be DFA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Haggerty is a, uh, ARB guy, but he's only going to make about 800 K. So I think he probably sticks around, but maybe that's a guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam Aller is a guy. Ty Adcock. Uh, Caleb, Darren, Caleb Ort, who they just claimed. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Darren McCacken. Ryan uh, Jensen. Yep. Ryder Ryan, as much as time I hate that. Justice uh, for Ryder Ryan. Yeah. And then Edward Bizardo. Yeah. So I would yeah. say one. Let me just count this real fast. Bizardo. Jensen, Ryan, Leon, McCacken, Thornton. Oh, Taylor Trammell. Yeah, I was going to get to him. Adcock, yeah. Aller, that's eight. Trammell is nine. Uh, O'Keefe's already been removed. Hummel, 10. Um, and then I assume... Uh, McGee, Murphy, and, and White. So there's 13 spots on the 40 man right there. And that's not even counting like Mike Ford. Um, right. And so that right there drops you down to 37. 37? You no. said you uh, said they're at 46, 13, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 33 yes. is what, yes. 33, yeah. yeah. Now they don't have to do all that though. Obviously, you don't want to cut guys until you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously they're going to have to drop, I believe, three guys after the World Series right away uh, because mm-hmm. uh, Turin's no Turin's is arb eligible, right? He's arb eligible. So yeah, you're going to not tender him. But he's he's projected to make like one point two. So yeah, they're definitely non tendering him. No, they're gonna they're definitely gonna non tender. I think Thornton uh, and Turin's. Uh, we'll see what they do with Ford, and then they're going to DFA probably immediately. White Evan White. Uh, Penn Murphy and uh, Easton McGee, and that mm-hmm. clears up all your all your forty man spots. So yeah. uh, they're they're fine. They don't have a crunch really at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, they're also you know they're going to claim guys off of waivers and stuff like that. So guys are going to get yeah. moved off of the forty man for that for that reason as well. So, uh, but yeah, like like Colby said, there isn't really much of a crunch there. All right, last question of the day comes from c c wants to know should the mariners replace the hitting coach and director of hitting strategy Jarrett dehart based on the season's offensive underperformance and second question world series predictions so Jared dehart should he get the axe colby no he's not going to by the way like the the mariners have already confirmed that they're planning on bringing back their entire coaching staff from this past season um now steven voked is apparently a front runner for the uh, cleveland guardians manager job so they might need a new bullpen coach um but uh the the rest of the coaching staff is expected to uh to return in 2024 so this is kind of a moot point to even really discuss this like they're not going to do it so uh should they do it you know again we've talked about this in the past like it's easy to scapegoat the the hitting coach the the director of hitting strategy and look obviously the the approaches from several of the Mariners uh, hitters this year was poor at best uh, for most of the season. Uh, but how much of that is actually, a, you know, the director of hitting strategy and how much of True. that is just the player doing their own thing. Right. Then we don't again, know when you, when you build your team on guys who strike out a lot and they go out and they strike out a lot. I mean, how is that the hitting director's fault? 
Sure. So no, I honestly, I, I think 95% of the time staff changes are, are stupid. Like they don't really, they don't really, do anything. I mean, sometimes you got to get a new voice in, but Mariners finished, I think like ninth in WRC plus this year. Like they weren't right. terrible. They just were, they were just inconsistent. Right. Oh, so we right. got to wrap this. So I'm going to go Phillies over Astros and six. There you go. Yeah. F- Phillies and six over the Astros for me as well. All right, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, Real quick, though, before we get out of here, it's time for you guys to answer a question from us. Very simple for my comic book nerds out there. New Spider-Man game just came out. So who is the best live-action Spider-Man? Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, or Tom Holland? Let us know in the comments below. I already know what Chloe's answer is. Uh, It's it's Toby. Holland is the best of both. Colby Colby is is forever wrong. Spider-Man. If, if you've been Peter. if you've been with us for the last few years, you guys know this is a very popular debate between the both of us. But now we're going to let you guys decide who is the best live action Spider Man. Let us know in the comments below. Donald right. Lover for Spider Man. <laughs> I'm I'm down for that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. He's a bit older now, but whatever. Uh, for Colby Patnoed, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dan Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you next time. Peace.